0: Welcome. You've tuned into Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamora. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamora.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. And I just noticed before the show, this is our 160th show. I can't believe we've already been doing it for 160 weeks. Well, today we have something useful That you might not know about, especially for all you sensitives out there listening to our show. Of course, that pretty much includes anyone listening to our show, doesn't it? Well, have you ever been told that you were a bit too sensitive? I know I have. Or you've just kept your extra sensitivity to yourself for fear of ridicule? Some of us are extra sensitive to others' emotions. Well, others of us might be extra sensitive to others' thoughts. Still, others of us may be just sensitive to everything and have had a difficult time managing being out there in the rough-and-tumble world of raw emotions, loud noises, and amongst disrespectful and unkind people. As a result, a lot of sensitive people have experienced the invalidation of feeling like their sensitivity Was a hindrance, a weakness, or even a curse. Fear not, as the angels are often quoted as saying. Your psychic sensitivity is not a weakness or a vulnerability, but a reflection of your greater awareness and your inner power. I call it the secret superpower. We're exploring that as our topic for this show today. As always, when we talk about you being psychic or having psychic abilities, we're saying that you are an immortal soul and that within you are all the abilities that are innate to that spiritual being that you are. Your psychic sensitivity, therefore, is the sensitivity that you have as a soul or in your inner being and not as a physical mortal body that cannot be alive without the spirit you. It's quite interesting to consider the actual dictionary definitions of the word sensitive. This is what the American Heritage Dictionary has to say about the word. I'm listing the various definitions of the more everyday use of the word, excluding those that were mostly used in a more clinical or scientific context. Sensitive as an adjective. Capable of perceiving with a sense or sense. Whatever that means. (laughs) Susceptible to slight differences or changes in the environment. Oh, this is a good one. Easily irritated. Aware of or careful about the attitudes, feelings, or circumstances of others. Easily hurt, upset, or offended of or relating to secret or classified information. That's what they have all over UFO stuff, right? Sensitive. (laughs) (laughs) And sensitive as a noun, a sensitive person, a person endowed with occult or psychic powers. The root of the word means to feel. So sensitivity definitely is used, especially to describe a person who is more capable of perceiving with the feeling sense. But the word is also often used with the connotation that, being susceptible to slight differences or changes in the environment, the sensitive person is more vulnerable to whatever is happening, especially more intensely in the environment. Of course, many of us may have experiences in which someone called us overly sensitive (laughs) because we were being affected more by others' emotional states. Some people are overwhelmed by the emotions that others around them are going through. More often than not, they are affected by those intense emotions that others around them are suppressing. So, on the surface, people may not notice that a person is broiling in anger or frozen in fear or suffering in grief if that person does a good job of acting like everything is fine and dandy on the outside. So, if you are sensitive to what someone is feeling on the inside, ah, that is psychic or inner sensitivity, isn't it? Yes, the inner you or the psychic you is being sensitive to the inner psychic being of the other person. Right off the bat, if you are sensitive in ways that others, that most of the others around you aren't, people who aren't may notice that you are reacting to something that they don't believe that isn't there I've experienced countless times in my life when I was around someone who seemed to be on top of everything on the surface but having a huge emotional crisis inside if I even mentioned it or shown my concern for that person's well-being I often got my head bit off by that person verbally speaking (coughs) (laughs) that would be a little messy yeah it would be messy I wouldn't be (laughs) speaking at this radio show here Some people reacted as if I was the one with the problem. It took me a while to come to the realization that a lot of people not only suppressed their deeper feelings, but did so to the extent that they were no longer aware that they felt that way, which is kind of amazing to watch. You could call it being in denial, but why would someone push away a certain feeling so far down in their consciousness that they no longer are aware that they even ever felt that way. They don't want to be aware of it because they are overwhelmed and feel they are not up to the task of dealing with those particular feelings at the time. It's only when a person decides and commits to healing him or herself that they would let up on their denial of those feelings and let them begin to surface into their conscious awareness. That is also why, until people understand that process of deep healing, that it is, when their healing process actually begins, that they begin to experience the pain and suffering that they ignored for a very long time. This often leads to the person stopping the healing process, fearing that the things are getting worse, because they are feeling worse, not better, as they expected they would if the healing treatment or process is actually working. Most likely, many of you have experienced the natural physical detoxification that accompanies a longer-term fasting. A person decides that she would like to clean up inside her body for better health and goes on a fast. Often, at the beginning stage of fasting, she she might start to feel lighter and more energetic and things feel like They're going right in the right direction. Then after a while of fasting, the body begins to purge itself of the various toxins that have built up over the years. When enough of those toxins come out of the tissues and organs of the body into the bloodstream to go through the elimination process, the person may experience a drop in energy level, headaches, nausea, aches and pains in the body, and so on. Sometimes it's minor if the toxins come out gradually and there aren't as much of them, whereas at other times it could be pretty intense, not much fun at all. Does that mean the person is doing something wrong or that the fasting is not very healing for that person? Well, if a person just randomly jumps into a big fast without preparation, then yes, there's a chance she's doing something quite wrong. But if the person is guided by an expert, Chances are that it's just natural detoxification process kicking in and everything is working as it should. If so, the unpleasantness passes and a new level of vitality and health emerges for that person. On a psychic level, a very similar thing tends to happen in the deeper levels of healing. Psychic detox generally is of toxic emotions and thoughts that the person has held down for a long time. When a person begins to heal in some way, just like with the physical fasting, initially she may experience a general lightening up and brightening up of her experience. Then, sooner or later, some of the deeply held psychic toxins emerge into her conscious awareness or his. Not pretty. You have to realize why you shoved all that down in your mind in the first place. You felt you couldn't deal with it. It was just too painful. Well, during this phase of healing yourself, the very same energy that you felt at the time was way too much for you to handle, you became reacquainted with. Not only that, what also emerges into your awareness at the same time are your thoughts, That you are not able to manage those emotions and situations and the decision you made to push them down in your mind so you wouldn't have to. is a survival reaction, even though your physical life might not have been in danger at the time you experienced all of that. As they say, you can run, but you can't hide, at least not forever. Sooner or later, you have to deal with whatever it is that you run away from Or shoved down in your mind until you don't notice it anymore. It's not much different than eating junk food for years, and then you're otherwise, and that's when you're otherwise young and healthy, and you feel like you're doing just fine with it. Discovering in your later years that you cannot continue to override the toxins you're putting in your body, and you can no longer continue to override it. You have to deal with it somehow. That point when you become aware of having to make some major changes in yourself or how you go about things in your life, that's what is called a wake-up call. Whoa! uh, uh, Yeah.
2: (laughs) I'm waking up now. (laughs) Wake up, wake up. Was that my wake-up call? (laughs) Wake up, wake up. Okay. Well, you know, We all have various kinds of wake-up calls during our life when we need them. (coughs) When do we need a wake-up call? Well, whenever we've hit the snooze button on our alarm clock one too many times. (laughs) As souls prior to coming into our incarnation, we plan for our whole lifetime here in this world. Just like many of us who are very busy in our lives every day and need to set out our calendar notifications on our smart devices for important appointments and things we have to get done at that time to remind us and wake us up that we plan something at that time. We do the same thing in spirit before we arrive here each lifetime. Yeah, we knew about smartphones. (laughs) Notifications. For whatever reason, if we ignore the subtle spirit notifications we get in our smart bodies (laughs) too many times, we might miss our deadlines for those experiences and lessons that we need to go through. So we arrange a wake-up call in the most efficient and effective manner available to us, at the time. So the word to the wise, don't wait for a wake-up call. Be proactive. Meditate and reflect upon what it was you were to do, learn, heal, or whatever else at this time. And follow through to the best of your ability at the time. You never have to know more or do more At any given time, then you are capable as you are. That's why perfection doesn't work in spiritual growth and fulfillment. So what is a wake-up call to the soul that's been ignoring or neglecting his or her psychic sensitivity? In some way, those of you who have been psychically sensitive earlier in your life even if it was for seemingly a short time in your childhood, you have to take care of that sensitivity even more than everyone needs to take care of their physical health and learn how to use it correctly in fulfilling your sole purpose for which you are here. Those of you who were invalidated in some way because your extra sensitivity needed to learn to heal yourself, of such invalidations and get yourself back on the saddle, so to speak. In a sense, we're all like alcoholics healing ourselves from that addiction and how we fall off of our wagon is when we have a lapse in our mindfulness and temporarily forget that we are spirit and end up believing that we are the body. Then we have some kind of wake-up call to remind us that we have to get back on the wagon or in the saddle, (laughs) of being and living as the psychic beings that we are in this world. There's absolutely no shame in falling off the wagon. Every one of us does that countless times in our lives until we finish the purpose for which we incarnate here. As souls, it's not the falling off the wagon that does us in. It's the not getting back on our chosen path, that does. So your psychic sensitivity has all to do with you being a psychic being. You have to give that inner being of yours TLC regularly. The psychic being that you are on the inside is infinitely more highly tuned than a Ferrari or a Formula One race car. And why, if you don't take good, consistent care of your inner psychic sensitivity, it feels like you're not going to make it, or at least not going to succeed in life, is that you actually won't. You're not going to fulfill your real purpose for being here if you don't take care of your psychic inner self, because your sensitivity is a little glimpse of the immense creative power An awareness that is already within your own psychic being. What makes an extra sensitive person seem more vulnerable or weak compared to those who are extra nonsensitive?
1: Extra (laughs) nonsensitive.
2: Yeah, (laughs) and is that you? You haven't learned to use your inner creative power and awareness quite correctly. Your sensitivity is the manifestation of your extra awareness and extra power you already have on tap. Every soul has the capability to access that infinite power with each of us. But this power is how much of the infinite power you have already accessed during all of your incarnations. When you don't correctly assess your real power, you end up believing that you don't have much power and there are others in the world so much more powerful than you'll ever be. Nothing is further from the truth.
1: Well, already we're coming up on our first break, and this is the time we like to tell you about things we have going on. And, of course, we will continue this conversation um, after the break. Well, we would like to invite you to join us for our brand new teleclass this Saturday, March 13th, from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time. It's live. It's in this fun and transformative teleclass we'll teach you how to do energy work to clear your head. It is part of our you might be Sci- more you might be more psychic than you think series and we're starting a new seven class round of that series so this is a great time to jump in especially if you would like a discount. Learn to empty out all the mental noise in your head so you can have clarity and creativity every day, along with some peace and quiet. So that's energy work to clear your head. For all the details, go to our March events calendar section on our website at michaeltamora.com. Or to sign up, you can just call our office at 1530-926-2650 during normal business hours, specific time, Monday to Friday, and speak with our assistant, Noel, who will help you with everything. In just a bit, we'll return to your psychic sensitivity and your power. We'll be right back. <music>
2: find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com and be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter
1: it's your world motivate change succeed voiceamericaempowerment.com
0: Listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1 346 9141. Again, that's 1 346 9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at
1: gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. For those of you just joining us now, we've been exploring your psychic sensitivity and your power. So we'll continue. Just before the break, Michael was speaking about being very psychically sensitive and thinking that that means that you don't have any power and others have power over you. And he was saying there's nothing further from the truth. Yep. You know,
2: it's so prevalent in the world, isn't it? In so many places and cultures, where power is is associated with forcefulness and and kind of bullying, bullying people, <laughs> bullying everybody over it's
1: like a third chakra thing.
2: Yeah, it's like boom. Here's <laughs> and what's that? That's all based on a physical physicality. But it's interesting that you know what really bowls over a, a extra sensitive person. Is actually the extra power they have on tap within themselves that they don't realize it. If they realized it, and they they realize, you know, oh, this sensitivity, this even to the extent of hypersensitivity to what's going on in around me and and in everybody else, what leads to that misinterpretation of that as? vulnerability and weaknesses is until you own that power that's within you when it bounces back on you you feel like you're the one who's being much much more the effect and in, in some ways yes you are being the effect of power but it seems like since you're being the effect of it it seems like it's it's not your power, it's somebody else's power. Somebody else is more powerful than you and you're the weakling and being overly sensitive and, and get bowled over and you feel like roadkill. <laughs> but, but in actuality, that power that bowls you over is coming from within you. How that works is when you have that extra sensitivity, You're just being aware of the effect what you're being aware of has on you. So if you're not aware that you're tuning into somebody else uh, overriding their, let's say, anger, they're just furious, but they're overriding it and outwardly. Because they don't want anybody to know that they're furious or whatever, they're smiling or they're you know being chatty, whatever. And you're just around that person going, "Whoa, it's it's I, I just can't handle this." And if you don't know any better, if you don't discover that, what you were really experiencing was someone else's hidden uh, anger, and and just the energy just going all over the place, like I want to beat everybody up type of energy. And you're just being feeling like you're being beat up. And everybody else seems to be fine. I've experienced that when I was a kid, especially, where I didn't know that, oh, I was experiencing everybody else's emotions. And I'd start off. It took me a long time to realize that, wait a minute, before this happened, I was a happy camper. I, I was in a great place, and, and I walk into the living room or walk into some room where there's several people there, and within, you know, minutes, I'm just like, whoa, I'm kind of wiped out, and sometimes if, let's say, uh, uh, the people there were all in grief, they're sad, but Nobody's talking about it. Nobody's owning up to it. They're just enduring it. You know, They're just keeping a, 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 a smiley face on. And, and inside, they're just torn apart in grief. And I walk in, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> and next thing, I'm keeled over. <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> and I didn't know what was going on. And, of course, nobody talked about it. Nobody guided me on that. At that point, it took a lot of time before I realized, oh, this has been going on all my life. I've been super, super sensitive to what other people are feeling and to great extent what they're thinking as well. Two different, very different levels of energy. But both of those aspects were, I was very sensitive to and uh, still am. Well, of course, I grew up in Japan and in, in the Japanese culture, especially back then when I was a kid, very conservative, very formal, you know, and and um, it's not, you don't share your personal feelings and everything with each other and it's, unless you're absolutely best friends or something like that, but you're supposed to grin and bear it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you're not even supposed to show that you're hurting or you're angry or you're whatever inside and everything is done according to protocol and and respect and politeness and all of that stuff. So I was in that situation a lot and I'm the one who was the most expressive I, I'm you know I'm sure I came from a different universe <laughs> <laughs>
1: maybe it had been a while since you were Japanese (laughs) and it's it's
2: one of of okay I ended up oftentimes expressing other people's emotions around me that they weren't expressing it but it was so in my face I just and and of course at that time I thought I was the one who was angry I was the one who was sad I was the one who was you know whatever and It's only in retrospect that I start to realize, wait a minute, before I walked into that room or before I uh, got to this person, I was whistling Dixie. Well, they didn't whistle Dixie in Japan. (laughs) The equivalent of that. I was just like, happy camper. And then bam, totally, I'm expressing something that has nothing to do with anything of where I was. It's only after I start to realize, oh, yeah, this is my psychic sensitivity. And, and um, then I start paying attention to it, and I realize, oh, wait a minute. So at the very beginning of that, I'd walk up to somebody, we start talking, and, and I start to feel all this whatever emotion that I knew wasn't mine because that's not where I was at. And so I'd ask the person, oh, are you angry? Or are you really sad? Well, in the beginning, I discovered that most people wouldn't cop to it. (laughs) And especially unless you were really good friends or, you know, confidant or something like that, if I just walk up and I said, oh, are you sad or are you angry about something? And no, I'm fine. It's a beautiful day, blah, blah, blah. And I go, oh, okay, I must be wrong. But then later on, that just happened so many times, and then I start to recognize, I think in the early stages, somebody else who, who knew them well, who was happened to be there when I asked that question, the other person, the friend or the parent or the child or somebody else who knew them said, yeah, yeah, she's been really sad for days now because blah, blah, blah. Or he's been really angry because this happened at work. And and so I start to get some validation that, oh, so it wasn't, I wasn't all wrong. And so it's over time start to have more and more certainty that I start to have enough validation that, oh yeah, I, I wasn't, maybe once in a while I was wrong, but most of the time I was pretty much right on. But the person wouldn't really acknowledge it. Then I discovered over time that a lot of people didn't acknowledge it, not because they were hiding it, but they didn't even know. Like Raphael was saying earlier in our show, that sometimes people bury what they're feeling at the time so far down, it's like, oh, not only they forget about it, they they don't even remember they ever had it, they ever had that feeling. And and uh, it takes a while before that person is willing to open up enough to go. Oh yeah, yeah. Way back then, yeah. I, that's I really felt intensely angry about that, or I really felt, you know, broken up about that. Now, it doesn't matter. But back then, yes. And so it takes a it takes a good while for most people to become aware of what they actually are feeling and or especially were are feeling at a a certain time so then if you try to get validation from the person a lot of times i'd say you know 50 50 chance that you're not going to get validation because either they don't want to admit it or they can't because they don't they've forgotten they don't even know that's what they feel or even what they're thinking. Sometimes a person's not very aware of what they're thinking, and if you're very psychically sensitive on a telepathic level, oh, you pick it up really fast. And and whoa, <laughs> well, that reminds me of one time Raphael was in, in charge of a psychic school, and and uh, to help train the students. Uh, we'd have booths at the uh, uh, psychic fairs and or outdoor festivals and things and this wasn't a psychic fair it was it was an outdoor festival where anybody can have a booth so she got a booth for her institute that she was the director of and brought all her students and staff and they were all giving readings to people who were interested in having it outdoor sunny day what just so happened that Right across from the field from where we had our booth, uh, there was this uh, young people, teens, preteen, teens, uh, uh, probably teenage, uh, soccer, both girls and boys soccer teams playing. Uh, They had some kind of a tournament. And so periodically, I, I was just talking to people on the outside of the booth while Raphael's running the whole reading booth. And um, then this group of young kids, uh, boys, five boys around, what, 15, 16 years old? And they came by and they're in their soccer uniform. And they all come by, and definitely there's this gang leader. <laughs> and he comes up to me and he's pointing his fingers, fingertips on his temples and closing his eyes really hard and going, hmm. This is after they saw the sign that said psychic uh, readings or whatever it was. And he goes, hmm, what am I thinking of?
1: <laughs>
2: and start cracking up and, and you know, was trying to, to make fun of us. And so I, I thought it was hilarious. And so I, I went up to him and I said, oh God. I said, and I, I was not talking directly to him. I talked to all his cronies, his buddies. And I said, oh my God, have you ever looked into his head? His thoughts are so dirty, filthy dirty. I wouldn't even want to read his thoughts his mind and and his Four friends just cracked up, and one of them started to to uh, pitch in, chime in. says, "Oh yeah, yeah, he's got the dirtiest mind of all of us," <laughs> and, and everybody started to laugh. And then the the guy who was trying to make fun of me in front of us uh, uh, just looked around, and and he he was a good sport. You know, he he joined in, and he started laughing too. He says, "Yeah, I guess, I guess so," and and it's like that. It's. Uh, Once you start to to have the permission, you know, even a a teenage boy uh, would, uh, in front of a stranger, would admit, like, yeah, I guess I have a dirty mind. (laughs) Because it was okay. His friends made it okay to laugh about it and and spill the beans. And that opened everything up to, I said, no, I can't read your, I don't want to read your mind. But I will tell you if you're interested about your relationship, that's the trouble you're having with your dad currently. You could hear a pin drop and he just said, what do you mean? And again, his best friend uh, says, yeah, he's just really been having a hard time with his dad. And so he, they let me communicate about what I saw going on in the relationship between the two of them and why. and. And then what part his mother played and and where he was trying to heal both of them and basically he sat down (laughs) and just wanted to know more and i started asking all these questions and then after a bit he goes yeah thank you and and he says we gotta go and they just ran off well 15 minutes later they came all five of them came back with five girls. All their they dragged over all their girlfriends, who were all soccer players too. And now they wanted each of the their girlfriends to have a reading. It was it was and then it, this went on all day. They go away and about an hour later, they start bringing their parents over. It was it was phenomenal, but this is all from. This level of, oh, yeah, when you're psychically sensitive, you pick up on people's thoughts. And when you know how to do that consciously and deliberately, then we call it, oh, a psychic reading. A clairvoyant reading, if you're seeing it. Uh, a telepathic reading, if you're, you know, mentally got thoughts coming in or a clairsentient reading if it's a feeling reading. Oh, it feels like you're you're sad and it feels like this different things, different ways of ways of picking up on other people's energies. And when you have that but don't know that you do, then you get confused, you misinterpret it and you become sometimes the effect of it. And you become the one who's got problems, but you don't.
1: Our second break is coming up. And again, we like to tell you about what we have going on. So if you're interested in going deeper and further in developing your innate soul abilities, your spiritual growth, and the fulfillment of your purpose, we welcome you to join us in our teleclasses and audio courses. To find out what we're teaching next, check the events section of MichaelTamora.com or call our office and speak with our wonderful assistant Noel at 530 926 2650. When we return, we'll get back to your psychic sensitivity and your power. We'll see you in a couple of minutes.
0: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN.
2: Living the miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at MichaelTamura.com, and be sure to sign up for their free
0: monthly newsletter. are listening to Living the Miracle, Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the
1: Miracle. It's great to have you back. We've been exploring how your psychic sensitivity is actually a reflection of your power and awareness. One of the things I'd like to mention is that to some degree or another every single person on earth is psychically sensitive, but it then becomes to a matter of degrees. And for some people who are not sensitive, I'll I'll use an example in a moment, but for some people who are not sensitive, There are still times in their lives where that veil of, uh, let's say, the thick skin they've grown over, their sensitivity gets peeled off. And there they are in all their psychic sensitivity. And I'll use an example of Michael's dad. A number of years ago, back in 1996, Michael's dad's wife, in other words, Michael's mother, passed away very, very suddenly suddenly. And we flew into Sacramento to be with him during that time, and we were really surprised to see how when we were there by ourselves with him, in spite of what a very, very sad occasion it was, and the fact that we were planning her funeral and everything, her memorial service, and it was very sad because she was only 64, younger than I am now, and we missed her. We also were sad about it, but... We knew that being sad uh, all the time wasn't really healthy so we made an effort Michael and I did to cheer Michael's dad up and he surprised us he was cheer up a yeah. bull <laughs> we were able to get him to laugh sometimes and to not have his mind heavy with the energy and and grief of the loss of his wife well all would go well for a couple of hours and then a neighbor or a relative with all their Um, good intentions would come to uh, visit the house. And I watched this over and over again. We'd just get him into a decent, really nice space where he was relaxed (laughs) and not, not so blisteringly griefy. He would answer the door and they would walk in and start to cry and just hug him and, you know, loving him up. That's the good intention, you know, telling them that they really cared. But energetically, I could just see all their grief pouring into him, just tons and tons of grief. And after a little while, after they left their food gift, which everybody does when someone dies, they would turn around and leave. And then it would take us another hour and a half to get him out of that uh their their sadness sadness. and you know that's what we're talking about a lot of times and sometimes those of you that are sensitive are you know you get surprised by something you walk into a room and someone's crying their eyeballs out and and um, because you're psychically sensitive it's easy to you know have kind of a sympathetic reaction to them but that also helps you to know how much pain that person is in and, and how to communicate however there are tools you can learn not to become the effect of it so much. Yeah. And the other thing too, you know, I was talking
2: earlier about it's your power that bounces off of someone else's emotions, thoughts. And as it comes back, what makes you seem vulnerable or weak or become the effect of is the amount of power you put out. And when it, when somebody else's emotions and and thoughts, if it's not on a positive level, bounces back to you, you can literally get bowled over unless you know, oh, yeah, that's not what I'm picking up with my power is someone else's thoughts and someone else's energy, someone else's emotions. Now, the other thing, same thing, but in a different context, if you're extremely psychic and psychically sensitive if you've been sensitive all along where does that also come from you know those who are uh (laughs) like psycho killers or whatever don't aren't considered sensitive because they don't care you know they don't okay so i killed you too bad Uh, but the ones who are sensitive and become the effect of other people's energies always are healers they are always people who are who care more than the average they have a larger capacity of loving and so what happens you're not only psychically sensitive with all that power but you don't know you have that power why because you care so much about somebody else's suffering especially those of your loved ones and you just can't stand it You, you you're going you know how come I can't do something about this? This person I care about is suffering in some way, shape, or form. And I feel like I can't do anything about it. You know, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Blah, 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 blah. I wish I could just take it away from them and and make it all go away. How many of you have felt that way at times? And guess what? You did. <laughs> you know, take it away. The other thing, too, is... We can't solve somebody else's problems. If they create the problem, we can't just jump in and say, I'll take, I know all about this, I'll take care of it, and it just doesn't work that way. And so when you have that extra sensitivity and you don't know that's coming from your inner power, creative power, you bounce off of the other person, and let's say you care you're, you're in the place of caring. You want to help them. You want to help heal them. You want them to not be, you know, uh, in suffering. And you want them to be happy. You want them to be healthy, successful, all of that stuff. So you, you have a great desire for that. And, and you don't know how much power you're, you're handing over to them trying to solve their problem. What happens when you have all that givingness? But the person that you're giving it to isn't in a place to receive of it. Ah, it could be as simple as you're, in a, you're wanting to say hello, give them communication, and you start with a hello. Well, there are people at different times where they can't even have a simple hello, much less anything else. But, but just the hello, they're, you know. I've had that where I just say hello to somebody and they just shut me off or they turn around and walk away in a huff. That type of totally can't even have the simple hello, much less anything that follows. And then there's a lot of times where a person might be able to have the hello. But if you start to get give them too much, even something that you might consider to be the greatest gift of love, it's too much for them and they can't handle it at that moment maybe later on but at that moment they can't have it so they shove it they resist it they put up a wall and you're giving and you're you're so wanting to help them you're giving a whole lot of your power but where you're coming from is feeling a little bit helpless not powerful like Whatever a little bit you do is going to make a huge difference. So you're feeling like, God, no matter how much I can do, it's not going to make much of a difference. Completely the opposite. So you over, overwhelm them with your power and with your love and with your givingness. And they shut down even more and more and they start to shove what you're offering them back in your face. And it's not on a, usually on a malicious level, but they're just saying, I can't handle this. And they just shove it back. What you get hit with yourself, if you're not aware, is the backlash. But it's your energy, not theirs. It's their imprint. It's their vibration that they're putting on your energy in resistance. And then what you experience coming back to you is your energy, your power with their vibration on it so it feels like they beat you up but (laughs) in actuality what actually beat you up is your power with their resistance on it so this is why it's so important to know you know a few little things to know as a psychically sensitive person who's also a giver who really wants to help people when you offer help when you offer something that is valuable It may be the exact thing they need, but if they refuse it, even unconsciously, most people refuse it unconsciously, when they refuse it or refuse a portion of it, that portion they refuse doesn't get accepted by them. It bounces back to you. And with the amount of power you put into it is the amount of power that backlashes onto you and you get hit with. So, the other thing is with practice and awareness, this happens to me all the time, but what I've learned over the years is, oh, yeah, when it backlashes back to me, I don't take it seriously. I just let it go right by. I let the, their imprint on my energy neutralize. Then, I can have back my energy, thank you very much, it didn't go to waste. But if I just fought it, like, oh, I got rejected, you know, oh, I get my feelings hurt or whatever like that, and I I resist it in some way myself, then it's a double double whammy because I'm resisting their resistance on my energy (laughs) coming back to me, and I get stuck with it. That's the only way we get stuck with stuff is because of our own energy in it. Even if the vibration that it matched and and imprinted on uh, was somebody else's vibration that we can't solve. The only thing we can do is be aware of it and go, oh, yeah, that's not my vibration. Let's just let it neutralize. Let it pass by. Then I can have my energy back in neutral form. No harm done. And I, I don't get tired and exhausted because I gave up all my energy. And it went down the drain so that's that's the uh, uh, important thing in terms of being a psychically sensitive person basically that also means not only do you have a lot of power spirit inner spirit power on tap that you might not be aware of yet and not know how to use it correctly but also where does that power really come from all power ultimately comes from this limitlessness that we might call unconditional love. Oh, and that's why when you're psychically sensitive, you care a lot. You're experiencing that unconditional love that's within you, you're much more aware of it inside of you than somebody who's not so sensitive. That's all, like Raphael said earlier, Sensitivity is just a degrees of difference. Everyone has it, but some people push it down. Just like other things we talked about, they push it down. They, don't, they go, okay, that's enough. I can't handle it. And others don't push it down, but still get overwhelmed by it, saying, whoa, what do I do with this? And so that's, that's the first thing is becoming aware of it and putting it in the correct light, seeing the truth of it rather than misinterpreting as because the effect of it may have been negative for you, it's not negative, right? And and because it caused some problems for you, but it's not a problem. It's an ability. It's it's really a gift. It's a really uh, amazing gift. Uh, amount of power that you have. It's not a problem. So don't make it a problem, even if the misuse of it, incorrect use of it causes you problems. Then you have to go to the root of that problem, which is, oh, learning to use it correctly, learning to become aware of it. Then Mm -hmm. you won't have
1: the problem. Great, well, we're coming up to the end of our show, and we thank you all for joining us today. We're all psychically sensitive, and you know um, if you really want to take your psychic sensitivity to another level, psychic training is one of the avenues. If you're interested, that's something that we do. We certainly hope you gain some new insights about how your psychic sensitivity is a sign of your greater awareness and inner power rather than a vulnerability or weakness. Be sure to join us next Wednesday for a fun and useful episode Change your energy, change your life. Learn how to begin tuning, turning your life around by first making a shift in your energy. Remember too to join us for our new teleclass this Saturday, March 13th from 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time and learn to do energy work to clear your head as part of our You Might Be More Psychic Than You Think teleclass series, um, the first of a new round of seven classes check our website or call our office at 15309262650 in pacific time business hours for details or to sign up. We're so happy that you've come to join us and we would love it too if you would sign up for our newsletter. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination and follow your intuition joyfully. This is